Okay, so she got it. Got it. She got it. All right. Okay, good. All right. So, oh, okay. Art noises. Thank you. I'm, I'm not doing. I'm not doing the fart noise. I refuse to do the fart noise. When I started the show, I told Jake I will never do the fart noise. In fact, I even had it recorded on my phone. A fake fart. I do remember that's that. It did. Well, yeah. I remember the the burping and thanks gorging you were doing. Who is that? That wasn't me. Someone was burped that... and and it was your Like, oh, sorry guys, I was eating. It's aid here. <laughs> We all um, know you've got more gas than a Chinese balloon, eh? We all know. We all know. <laughs> no, you know what that was? That wasn't that time. Jake put that in to make me embarrass me. It was oh, that a soundbite. Yeah, it wasn't me. Jake did it on purpose. Because <laughs> he hates me. Anyway. <laughs> no, he doesn't, everyone. So. One, two, three, four. This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. My name is Aid, and with me, as always, are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, my lovely Doug. Hey, mutant goons from beyond, I'm back, bringing you the Dulce of Dulces. And our and our Jason, who's looking very Billy tonight. I do really need a haircut. I'm looking at myself in the, the camera, and I was like, it's getting too long. I need to just go. But the only place place me a sports clip. I feel like I'm getting my haircut at Hooters. It's so weird. I hate that place. <laughs> well, Jason, it's it's a good look. Your your camera's glitching out for your video viewers on YouTube, but he's like he's like Max Headroom glitching out. So I don't know. You got like the you got like the really like late 90s, like I'm cool. I got Junko jeans and my puka shell glasses. Puka shell. Oh yeah, my rainbow, I... my rainbow sandals. Yeah, flip flops. I'm sorry, flip flops. I don't know if you have those in Ohio. They were all the rage when I was in high school. Rainbow flip flops. Oh yeah, no, we had the flip flops, and they, they they were dress code for the longest time. The minute they took them off dress code, everybody had the damn flip flops on. I'm like, I don't care. I'm wearing flip flops until I die, and I still <laughs> we, wear flip flops. <laughs> we're in Florida. I mean, your state's not going to be there the next fifty years anyway, so you should enjoy the flip flops while you can. Mm-hmm. And then they turn into flippers later. So, oh, oh, fuck yeah! I remember that. No, oh, <laughs> no, oh my god! But yeah, but that was the early two thousands. It was like it was a early two thousands, which the film we're doing tonight was in the late nineties. I think about ninety eight. I believe is when I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ninety eight. Which you know, I think it's I think it's kind of relevant because this is almost the time that we're getting with the early two thousands, where it was a fucking like shit show like and every outfit and in the in the post that i posted and jason i'm going to send you the link to that every <laughs> outfit that Lindsay lohan was wearing i had that fucking outfit back in the early 2000s <laughs> and so i'm like oh my god <laughs> so anyway um but no we're not talking about early 2000s we're talking about late 90s today and today we are doing our patreon member pick our our lovely cam whom we've had for so many years who shows up to all of our watch parties, who is such a treasure and a wonderful person. And I absolutely adore her. And I talk to her all the time. Cam, we love you so much. Cam chose Strangeland. Oh yeah. Good choice too. Cause you know, this is kind of one out of outfield. This is one that a lot of, I mean, for me, I always remember this VHS at like a video store at Blockbuster. It was always there and always made me curious to see it. And I did see it before this a while ago on VHS, but I didn't remember much of it. Um, but yeah, thanks, Cam. And, and by the way, every time I go to Target during Halloween, I see the the Target ads call it "Hide and Go Eek." So that's your. It's like your, I'm like, hey, that's that's Cam. So now when I go to Target during Halloween, I think of Cam because I see "Hide and Go Eek" as their brand oh. for Halloween stuff. Yeah, Cam's a ride or die. She's a ride or die mutant goon from beyond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I yeah. vividly remember this movie in the video stores, but I never saw it until yesterday. I- Oh, you just watched it. Yeah, this is the first time I ever saw it. I mean, I listened to the soundtrack because everybody had the soundtrack back in the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I just never watched the movie. Even when I was like 12, I was like, meh, I'll get around to it. And I just, I never got around to it until yesterday. Uh, by the way, like I said, for you video viewers out there, uh, if you want a, a glimpse into D. Snyder's uh, vision 
of what yes. the internet looks like. Just look at uh, Jason's webcam. Jason, Jason has <laughs> taken us back to 1998 with not only his hair, but the fact that his, and usually Jason's iPad is, is top notch. So I don't know what's going on today. Maybe, I don't know what's going on with it either. Maybe it's the baby a... put it in the toilet or something. <laughs> don't say that. I hope that's not the case. You got to clean the jizz out of the charging port. That's what I <laughs> Uh, this, this is a rated x episode now thank you doug um, oh okay and i mean uh, uh you got to clean the gelatin out of there <laughs> no so anyways like so it's like this whole thing with 1998 because we were all alive during 1998 and this is what i want to i'm sort of hosting this episode today because i want to keep it on track because i think this is like a, and i talked to you guys the other day that this film is a time capsule right Yes. Oh, it certainly is. Absolutely. It played on everybody's fears. Like, oh, no, the other guy from behind the screen is the serial murder and he's going to kill you. Which, by the way, his pickup line was, do you like hip hop? And that's all it took to get him to his house. And you notice that. Yeah. Do you like hip hop? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like is that no. all it's looking great? I never did any <laughs> online dating, really. So I don't know if that's, if maybe everybody starts sliding to everybody's Tinder DMs and be like, do you like hip hop? All right. Time to go have some sex, I guess. What a pickup line. Like. I'm not saying she deserved to get what happened to her, but she probably should have at least thought about things a little bit. Well, her dad didn't really care who played the detective. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. So we'll get into that in a minute because there's a lot of problems that I have with this. But then I also chalk it up to the fact that, too, this was new technology. All of this was very new. And so maybe there wasn't any kind of protocol to how to handle you know, because I like, you know, we're all talking about this. So back in the day when you wanted to go online, for those of you who are very young listening, you your your internet had to be plugged into the phone and you had to go on to America online. I mean, I guess you could have went on regular internet, but everybody <laughs> had Netscape. AOL. I mean, there was like AOL and Netscape. There were a couple uh, internet providers. And you had to use those, those. Fr- those free CDs that I, I used to grab those yeah, free CDs know. and chuck them like Frisbees. You had to put the CD in the computer and then, and it would take it, it would make that like uh, 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 noise like every fucking time. So or, you couldn't get, you couldn't get on the internet in the middle of the night because your fucking parents would hear you. Like, yeah. Or heaven forbid, like a, a family member picked up the phone and that would just completely crash your computer. Oh my God. And my dad used to always do that shit to me because I'd be online chatting. And my back in the day, it was July 617 and I'd be on my little, you know, chat. What was your ASL? Um, oh, my! so my ASL, and we're going to go around the room, and I don't know if Doug, Doug might be too young for this, but my ASL, and I always lied about this because I was always younger, but I was either 16 or 17, obviously still female, but I lived in Cocoa Beach because I lived in Orlando, and I was afraid of telling people I lived in Orlando because they would come kill me, so oh, I told yeah. everybody I lived. I like this film. I told everybody that I lived in Cocoa Beach. You tell everybody you live in Jacksonville or Gainesville. Well, nobody goes to Gainesville or Jacksonville. No, Mr. Tim Tebow. <laughs> I mean, then nothing happens in Gainesville. Like, come on. So that's where old people uh, go to die, isn't it? That's, well, Flo- no. that's just Florida in general. It's oh, Florida. Yeah. It's Florida State. So the college is there, but that's about it. Like nobody, nobody fucking cares about Gainesville. Like, uh, you go to UF. You know, it's, um, it's weird. I know we're only a few years apart, but what the fuck is an ASL? I uh, I, I only age, I use sex location. Okay. Age, oh, that's what okay. it is. Okay. So back in the day, for those of you who don't know, you would have just like in the film, there'd be a long chat room, and all these people would be in there, and everybody would be talking. Like, and you're you know, you're talking to one person, but you would just see what everybody wrote. And that's and that's typing, not talking in person. You have to type the stuff mm-hmm. out because you didn't have voice chat like this movie had later <laughs> yeah i know what the fuck was that like that was like some new age shit because yeah. like that happens now but not back yeah. then that yeah. was not a thing and i wanted to talk about that too sure but um you would say asl and that was age sex location so when you met someone and then you would privately go chat with them and at what was that called jason just instant messaging. Instant message. Just IM, yeah. Which is, I, I mean, am. that's not too different. But yeah, that's that's similar now. And just like in the film, when they go do the little private thing, that was called an instant message. And that's what you would do. So you would be like, you would like kind of sit in there and like fuck around with people. You'd find a guy. That's what I used to do. You'd find a guy who talked about something that you liked. And then you'd be like, ASL. And everybody would put it. Did, did you ever like, meet oh, the hey. people that you talked to in the chat room in, in person? 
No, but you know, I used to have like guys that I would talk to on a regular basis, like three different guys who thought I was much older than I was. But and how how would you know I'm... it's not like uh, some some morbidly obese guy sweating syrup and nachos and slapping his fat Cheeto stained fingers on the keyboard? Going, yeah, I'm a twenty. We didn't. We didn't know. But the beauty of it was that you never had to meet. I think it was like it was a lot easier to hide who you were, so they really couldn't find you unless you gave them too much information. And I knew. I knew better than to give real information. My name was Veronica too. My name was not <laughs> Veronica. My name was Veronica, yeah. Veronica <laughs> from Cocoa Beach. <laughs> yeah. It was a whole lot easier to be anonymous back in those back in the early days of the internet. Now and of course everybody puts all their information on the internet at all. You yeah. know, and then like this is this is kind of you know your, your parents would always tell you not to give your information out. Don't believe everything you see on the internet because there's dangerous yeah. people out there. Now this that same generation believes everything they see on Facebook. So it's it's so weird how they were like so like being wary of the internet back in those days. But now they just hook line and sinker everything they see on the internet now. But yeah, it was easy to just be anybody who you wanted to be on the internet back in the you know late nineties, early two thousands before basically before MySpace became a thing. Um, yeah. Then everybody would just put their all of their information constantly um, and pictures. And I think the pictures was were a big thing, right, Jason? Because yeah, yeah. Like, especially like with this, with a film, like their biggest thing was like, oh, let's go look at his profile. Oh, he's a cool guy. Like, there's Did you no see his quote? Did you see his quote, by the way? Where was Dude, it? Dude, where's like... the kegger? Oh, yeah. Where's... <laughs> like, oh, this is a Chad before Chad. And she goes, and she goes, she goes, oh, see, he's a cool guy. And it's like his occupation was student. Duh. Duh. <laughs> and, then, and then when it said 1978, I go, oh, he's so old. And then I forgot, oh, this was 98. So he would have only been 20. Yeah, Babyface Linda Cardellini and Amy Smart. I did not know Amy Smart was in this movie. So that forgot. was a big surprise. I forgot she was in this movie. That's the lady who's like, in Rat Race too, right? Isn't yeah, the yeah, bl- the blonde. Yeah. She's the blonde, in Shameless. Yeah. I guess the most recently out there was in Shameless. Um, she plays yeah. a really good um like very uh what is it the word i'm looking for like poor white girl but i don't want to say that <laughs> white girl works <laughs> <laughs> but she's telling her uncle how the internet works it's just pretty hilarious like, oh but she's sitting like those overalls to. like those oshkosh bigosh ones she's like, and, and you could do this and you could sit there and you could tell him you play guitar oh tell him you like to shred tell yeah him you she's like to go snowboarding <laughs> but that's but that's how it was like people said stupid shit back then so let's let's backtrack a little bit so the film that we're talking about today is strange land tagline want to come to a party <laughs> apparently this worked for people back then but it did because i remember i used to talk to people i never met anyone i never like i think that that's where the, the you draw the line because i know that a lot of people went missing a lot of girls got assaulted because they would go and meet these people right I didn't. I remember knew. there was a sister sister episode all about it. Yeah, sister, <laughs> sister. Yeah, one of the twins went to, to somebody trying to get that was a modeling gig, and he was not what he was supposed to be. Was he trying to have I him know. like finger himself in the garage or something? No, that was this was, a, this was a, a very young. <laughs> it was a very long time ago, and that's the thing. It's that you know I think that they needed those episodes and those shows like that because this was uncharted territory. And when you watch, for those of you, especially the younger people watching Fear Street 94, AOL didn't come out until when? It's like 97. I remember that was the biggest gripe they played. And also the song that they were playing was like a song that came out after this movie was based on like a, yeah. Yeah, late 90s. Yeah, yeah. Well, unless you're in Ohio, technology gets two years back. I don't remember even doing AOL instant messaging until like 2001 or two. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and see and that's the thing so it depends on it's also regional right because i yeah. think i was actually reading something that like you know the bigger cities like california and like new york city and everything i was reading an article about stranger things that the hawkins kids who moved to california in the newest episode she they they looked in the older styles because you only knew what was in style based on magazines and based on the information that you got so like California and like all of the port cities had all of the newest information, newest trends because they were up to date. Whereas all of the, which would have been Doug, I don't want to say middle America, what is it called? Midwest. Midwest. Yeah. It? Yeah. States. yeah. All of those middle states that I never go to because why would I, I love you, Doug. <laughs> um, and like, you know what I mean? They, they were just stuck in a time capsule. 
So if you weren't used to those things, like I had, the only reason I had access to chat rooms and the internet was because one of my friends in fifth grade had the internet and had a computer and had a printer and I would go to her house and we'd get online and we'd fuck around in chat rooms. And that's what we did. Like it was, it was Gateway so much 2000, that big cow computer. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I remember big, that. Yeah. You remember? It was like a big thing. And that was so much fun. And like her parents were the parents who had like burned videotapes. Like they knew how to like bootleg movies and shit. So like they had all the technology, right? Like I didn't have it in my house. Like I didn't have a computer until sixth grade. We finally got a computer. And then my dad would use it to watch porn. He would save it to the computer because that's how stupid he was. <laughs> well, so how he was opened the, up how random was the porn files he was watching? It was like a little thing like that. They were pictures. So he would download them and save them to the computer and guess who would find them? Me and my fucking brother. Like like that's how dumb my father was but didn't even realize like you click on an email and you download the picture and that's how it would get in the computer but you know you're download save on your computer why does that guy have a shrimp on his leg well yeah and oh my god it was so bad like one time i opened up something and my dad saw and he came running from across the apartment to shield the tiny little fucking no 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 (laughs) and i'm thinking to myself why is it on my computer that's one of the things with this film. So to get back on the movie, um, so Strangeland is a film written by Dee Snyder and stars Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister. So for those of you, a lot of people, and this is another thing that dates itself. Like nobody knows who the fuck Dee Snyder is. Well, they might know him now from Cobra Kai yeah. because uh, Twisted Sister was in Cobra Kai. He also gets famous for his he calls out politicians who use his music for we're not going to take it all the time on twitter which is hilarious (laughs) so he he has a good way of staying relevant and by the end he's still in very good shape like you know for for talking about twisted sister we're gonna talk about them really quick i i feel like they have a couple of hits i don't think they're I mean, I'm sure more people know more, but you know, this this is before all of us, right? This is hair metal eighties. Like the biggest thing that I remember was we're not going to take it. Yeah. And I want to rock too. Oh, I want to rock. Yeah. Yeah. And so those are like their major hits. And Dee Snyder was very like makeup, like very garish, like very drag queen looking. Yeah. Um, But he was always in good shape and he's still in good shape now. So he... I don't think he was one of those, and I assume this, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I don't give a shit. Because I'm not big on hair metal. Y'all know this. Like, I love metal, but hair metal, save for Bon Jovi and Guns N' Roses, I could give two shits for. So, like... Like, you don't cry every time uh, every rose says that the warrants comes on the radio. Like, you don't just immediately burst into tears. Rose. I mean, I know that song. <laughs> but no, fuck that band. Anyways, oh, oh, anyways. Oh, well, don't fuck on you, sir. No, um, well, yeah, no, I would fuck Tommy Lee, but that's a different story. Oh, is that? That's Molly Crew. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because Tommy Lee's hot. Why not? Anyways, um, but like with D. Snyder, he's still fairly like he's not a, he's not the most attractive looking guy. Bless his heart, but he's still in good shape. He's still in good health. Like. He doesn't look like fucking Vince Neil about to pop because he's so bloated and gross, like and just party too hard. He's not like decrepit, like and and now we're talking about Molly Crew, but he's not decrepit. <laughs> like what's 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 the guitar player's name that everybody? Oh, loves? Nikki Six. Nikki Six. Fuck him. Well, Danzig's falling apart too. At least he doesn't look like that. <laughs> no, and he's not Danzig. Like so clearly, D. Snyder. I don't think Dee Snyder is an unintelligent person. Like, I think he took care of himself and I think he knows his shit because judging by the writing, if we're going to judge this movie by the writing alone, for his first thing, his first film is very ambitious. And he knew what he was doing. Like the Wikipedia, did you guys read the Wikipedia page for this film? I read a good, a good yeah, I read it. It's pretty crazy. Whoever I thought it was thought- a true story, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, whoever wrote the Wikipedia page had some deep shit to say about this movie. And honestly, like, I get it because it, you know, it deals with like the modern primitive. And uh, there was a lot of themes that I caught from the film. And one of them was Dee Snyder's character, Captain Howdy saying, was that people are just, and I'm just paraphrasing, that people will judge you by something, by how you look, if it's different. If you're not, if you don't conform, then you are automatically judged 
and we can't, we can't be creative. We can't do anything with our bodies, which I thought was such a good, me- and I never caught this before. And I saw this movie back in the day. I didn't fucking know what was going on. Which monologue but, was this? Which it was about his 16th, 17th monologue? Was yes. It- his 17th exposition monologue <laughs> where he's sewing uh, Freddy Krueger's face shut. Yeah, that one. Just quit being yeah. a baby. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you like uh, Head of the Family or if you've seen Head of the Family, I, uh, D. Snyder's like monologues remind me of uh the Myron from Head of the Family is like, mm, most impressive, but the life will not go down. The salt of the grain of the earth through the mouth of the tongue is such an eloquent way to say yes. Like, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty interesting, though, because they did. So it's, to me, this movie is new metal, Silence of the Lambs. That's what this movie is. I kept thinking that when I was watching this movie, I was like, you can tell this is somebody who had basically seen like Silence of the Lambs in seven. I think I think it was what his reference point was. Uh, and he was just all these monologues, but I do think the uh, the modern primitive mo- body modification stuff is an interesting hook. Get what I mm. see what I did there. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> uh, but overall, the movie just kind of like uh, it's, it's interesting. Of course, it's also a time capsule, like Ada was saying, from the early '90s when the internet was like new and fresh, and nobody knew exactly how it was going to go. At this point, it's kind of a net negative for uh, the internet. Kind of a mistake, I feel like, in a lot of a lot of instances. But it's it's still. Like, I didn't like this movie that much, but it does have some interesting things to it that I do like. Well, I think if you watched it back in the day, so for those of you who don't know what it's about, it's a, it's about a detective pursues a sadist, quote sadist. And well, I guess he is a sadist. I don't know. I would have fucked him. Um, a <laughs> <Or>. sadist. <laughs> I know. I would have dated this guy. Like, I don't see what the problem is. I'm watching this. Like, what's the problem? All I needed um, was his pills. <laughs> I know. If he has pills, he'd be fine. Specializing in body modification rituals who lures teenagers through the internet. And so this is why we keep talking about the internet because this was in 98. So I really feel like it was a lot harder to, I guess, lure people in because all you see is a screen. I think now it's a lot easier to lure people in because you can give them a fake, you can talk to people through a lens like all of us are talking like yes i've met doug in person but we still haven't met jason in person so who the hell knows what kind of person jason is? yeah you've only seen you've only seen my face you haven't seen anything other than my face i could be just like maybe i'm in a wheelchair you don't know we don't know and he's in a closet all the time we don't know maybe i'm a puppet and you've never seen my yeah (laughs) Yeah. maybe i'm a puppet maybe that's why your mail won't get delivered to him because outside he's like living in the club hanging on hooks so like we don't know until we know right exactly but it's a lot easier now to believe people because because we have these screens because we can video chat because we can talk but back then all you had all you had was a chat room and so basically he was luring teenagers in to his quote lair which he had a nice fucking house by the way i was wondering what does this guy do did he own zabalba like what's going on here what does he do he was a tax consultant i think (laughs) no (laughs) I clicked at the end. Remember when they mentioned that the father was a was a was like a famous marine. marine? Yeah. So he probably had some kind of inheritance, right? And yeah. he was just living, which good for him in some shitty. Well, I mean, it's it's a crappy little town and not crappy town, but this little shithole town in in Colorado. It's not like the cost of living there was that great. They had the rednecks of of Robert England there. Like it wasn't like they were progressive in any way shape or form. I've also got to say Robert England spread eagle was fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, his cowboy boots and his ball sack hanging out. <laughs> I know. Him sitting like that, that's how Dan sits sometimes. And Dan comes in and he goes, "Is that Freddy Krueger?" I go, "Yeah." And your sits just like him when you're when you're fucking little tidy whitey's watching <laughs> PTI and ESPN over here. <laughs> like, oh my oh, god! <laughs> at least he's not watching porn like Robert England was, though. Just walking on him in his cowboy boots and tidy whites, like narrating porn. He's like, "Yeah, that's what you're going to do now." And yeah, it was basically even, hot. It was like pedophile porn. Yeah, I was it was like, really was weird. Yeah, it, it <laughs> was. And the thing is, it was kind of like uh, I don't know. Robert England could play pervy the clown pretty good because he's sitting there like, "Yeah, oh yeah, oh." Then we touch his tits. Yeah. And I've read, I have Robert England's book and I have it um, and, and I've read it and he can talk, man, but he loves playing those types of characters. And it's like, so if you didn't know him as a person, like I would never speak to this man because he was so cringy in this movie. But I think it was good. To, I think it was a good, like, um, I guess if you're going to to watch him not as Freddy Krueger, I think it's a really good way to kind of be exposed to Freddy Krueger and it or 
Robert England in a different light. Because... It's like it's like the opposite too, because in Freddy Krueger, you know, the town goes after Robert England, Freddy, but this one he's like the main. He's like, let's he's go the get the killer. Going... Yeah. 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 It was a di- yeah, it was a definitely a nice little interesting thing that they put him in. And that's why Robert England, because I bought the DVD and on the DVD they have production notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, and you just click through it, and it's like the whole screen is like one little paragraph of the whole screen <laughs> telling you things. And that's why Robert England wanted to do it because he wa- he was interested in that type of character. He thought it was really cool, and he was like, Okay, I could definitely do this. And then I and he thought he also thought it was interesting that while Captain, so Dee Snyder plays that body mod guy behind me. So if you're watching the video, that's what he looks like in there. And none of this is real. He doesn't have these tattoos. He doesn't have these piercings. He does have a septum piercing, but it's not that size gauge. So they put these special things on it to make it look like he was bigger, but it's really not. He was saying, or Robert England was saying in the production notes, was that he was really interested in playing a character that was going to be like victimized but not murdered and he thought that was such a cool thing like and no one is really except for the girl and she's not necessarily murdered the the friend in the beginning is not really murdered these matter doesn't kill anyone he kills Robert England's wife that's like the only person oh and I guess he kills Robert England I'm not sure but he kills Robert England's wife and that's the only person he kills in the movie I feel like well that's like the halfway point that's when he like gets well, that's the, the, after. yeah he yeah, goes yeah. after because like basically he tried to uh the, the town Freddy Kruegered him to get sure. hang him by the tree uh-huh. but he's like jokes on you I choke myself every night <laughs> yeah and so and so the movie opens up which, I, which is why I say it's such a time capsule because it opens up with two girls in a chat room talking to some guy and they're gonna go meet him in a party which is Linda Cardellini is one of them and her girlfriend and then he has Zima I'm so surprised I didn't ask the hey if you had Zima. I used to get Zima. I love Zima. Um, <laughs> Zima was good. They need to bring Zima back because whatever kind of carbonated shit they have now tastes like asshole. But anyways, um, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's it's not the same. I'm not a big like hard seltzer person at all. I'm not a big fan of that. I, I don't like hard seltzer. I'll drink it because of the calorie, but I don't think it tastes well. Like Zima tasted good, but yeah. anyways lures the girls in and there's a lot of snippets and it's almost like a noir type film where the detective is her father and he's trying to find her and then when he does find her so let's talk a little bit about captain howdy oh i wanted to see captain howdy with that like bull septum piercing they found on the car well i wanted to see that and that thing was a monster by the way i could imagine having that thing put in my nose ever (laughs) and people do people do gauge their septum in the and i've seen it i've seen this i'm just that's just you have to one thing to have like gauges in your your lobes yeah like i mean but like going through like cartilage and that that's that's just no i mean people do it that's fine that's their lives but i couldn't imagine having you don't have like allergies and stuff there like it's got to ruin your sinuses i feel like but i don't again i don't know you stretch it over time like you've seen you've seen it where they have the big gauges in their nose like i've seen that and it's 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 amazing to me that people are like i mean how do you get a job <laughs> yeah that's what he, i'm thinking like do you see you get a captain? job at spencer's yeah but uh, yeah. would you like go into wells fargo and get uh, captain howard to be your personal loan manager it's like hey let's see if we can get you some good rates meanwhile i've got like 800 piercings on my face and a giant tribal tat on my face well, I mean, he could work at a tattoo shop. He could work at a smoke shop. Like, there are jobs for these people, right? Yeah. But gas stations, thing, gas station. <laughs> I, you know, and that's the thing. I, like, because I, I have a lot of tattoos, but you'll never see them because they're world needs ditch diggers, eh? Okay. Yeah, like, and and that's one of the reasons I don't have them all over me because, and I could, but I just, um, I mean, for guys, it's easier because you guys always have sleeves on, right? Like, sure. I don't like to wear sleeves, and so on my shirts that I'm in Florida. So like everything I have is on my torso and my back. So like you never see it unless I show you. My thing is, is like, where do we draw the line? So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of the, the, the trivia when we're talking about this. So again, this is talking about the modern primitive subculture and its ethos is spiritual transcendence through painful rights. So these are basically white people. What is it? <laughs> They are white people. What is it called? Where they're culturally appropriating uh, indigenous cultures and doing these things to themselves, right? 
This is what Aaron Rodgers is going to do in the offseason now. This is what Aaron Rodgers is. He went ayahuasca last time. That's what he did last year. This year he's going to be hanging from hooks in like some in the middle of the bumfuck Wyoming. Like that's what he's going to be doing. Exactly. Well, you clearly man. never been to Bar Sinister. Then they do hooks. They basically the whole club scene in this movie is Bar Sinister, except uh, just needs more piss spilling all over the floors and the urinals and people doing blow in the bathroom. So well, they, I'm sure people were doing blow were. in that bathroom. I'm sure there was a lot of blow in that bathroom. This is before fentanyl, when you could do blow and be happy about it. Um, or if or if it wasn't a happy time, it was just you know cut with baby laxative and you shit yourself like. You don't die from doing coke like you do now. Like this, Those this is a simpler time. Days. Those were the days. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, like the housewives are always like, I used to do cocaine to do the dishes and clean and do the laundry and oh, it was great. Those were the days. Stifle yourselves. Stifle yourselves, please. So, <laughs> but yeah, no. So Zazalba, when they went to Zazalba, that did remind me of Bar Sinister, especially when Doug's always talking about him. We actually walked by it. We didn't. It wasn't open that night that we were there which made me very sad but next time we come to LA we'll be going to Bar Sinister because I actually want to go to one of the and a lot of 90s late 90s movies do you remember Stigmata they had mm-hmm. the same type of club like where are those clubs now that's Bar Even- Sinister it hasn't changed that club is a time that club is a time capsule to, to Strangeland it's the exact same club there's got to be a that- golf bar in Orlando somewhere there uh, well I heard there's one like outside of downtown and i don't leave downtown so <laughs> uh i just don't <laughs> so it's just mickey mouse girls with like a uh, like stock white and black stocking zone with oh uh, they all have jack skeleton tattoos yeah. Yeah. well yeah i heard i hear there's like a bdsm bar like outside of orlando my friends actually just told me about it recently when they're in town but i I'm never going to get Dan to go there. Are you kidding me? I have to go by myself. Tell him you're going to a golf game. It's like, uh, tricked you. And now you're going to go get spanked and whipped. Like, Dan, you like the Smiths, don't you? I'm sure they're just playing the Smiths on repeat the entire time. He won't even do it unless it's on the bed. I can't even leave, get him to leave the room. You think I'm going to get him to go there? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Tell him to come to Bar Sinister. I mean, well, I'll, fuck, I got spanked. My brother got spanked for 15 minutes and the masochist got tired. And she's like, you need to leave. Dude. I'll go get spanked. Like, that's not the point. Like, you know, some people, I mean, I get it. Some people aren't into it. But I think that it's like, it's it's a really cool subculture, in my opinion. And I think that Strangeland does a very good job at... I think that Strangeland, like what Jason was saying earlier, in my opinion, I feel like this film sort of vilifies the internet mm-hmm. and what it can do, but sure. it doesn't, it doesn't vilify body modification or these clubs. Because when I, again, with D Snyder's speech at the end, people are afraid of what they're not used to. And they, you know, you could be the nicest person on the earth, but if you have a tattoo, like he's saying, you have a tat tattoo, you tattoo your face, and now you're the devil. Like, and I or think a SoundCloud lot... rapper now. Yeah. Uh, Street uh, what's that? Where's that ugly fat guy's name? Which one? Maybe a little more specific. Post Malone. Post Malone. Oh God. Who? I would not fuck him. And I fuck some some guys like D. Snyder, but not that guy. Well, let me tell you, Post Malone, I thought, I'm like, who the fuck would listen to it? And I listened to the song, and I'm like, hey, this is a pretty good song. And I'm like, who is this? It was Post, Post Malone. Malone. And I'm like, holy he, shit, he's he sings, his songs are nothing like he looks. No, They're he's good. not. It's not bad. It's not bad. But I, I don't listen to his music anyways, but he does a lot of covers that you wouldn't know and when you hear it you're like oh my god but again but again i'm doing the same thing i'm guilty of what i'm accusing people of i am judging you by your appearance and not by your substance right um and then of course you know a lot of the other things in the film like captain howdy that he took we know who captain howdy is we are a horror podcast if you don't know who captain howdy is in this room <laughs> yeah it's what damon's nickname from uh, the omen right and that, isn't that what it is yeah, pretty much it's got Susel. I thought no Pazuzu. 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 And it's Captain Howdy. <laughs> Captain Howdy. Oh you. You think my mom's pretty? Captain, <coughs> Captain Howdy. Howdy. Oh, Reagan. So... Well um one thing one thing about this movie too, <laughs> I know we're going halfway through it, but um it, it's weird because Captain Howdy, like he's sending now, do you see him as a villain? Like I know he doesn't kill anyone technically. But um, he's totally a villain. You know, they try to flip it, but he's I mean, he is he's torturing people. 
Uh, and now, granted, he makes some points about being judged by his cover, but at the end of the day, he is kidnapping and torturing yeah. people. He's, He's luring them to his house and torturing them. And if he will. didn't exactly kill Linda Carlini's friend, he's absolutely responsible for her death. That's like, at the very least is manslaughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um uh but yeah. Now again he turned over leaf now he needed his pills, but as soon as he took those pills away, he went crazy again. Oh well we oh. haven't even gotten to that point yet yeah. because Aid, you said you were gonna mention it. So the detective's daughter goes missing because she seeks out Captain Howdy's uh party advice. Now I don't know if it was the acting or if it was just how this but this fucking detective is like Dude, I hope Captain Howdy, Howdy kills you. I'm rooting for Captain Howdy now. This guy's a fucking <laughs> piece of toast. Well, yeah. that's a it's a it's interesting that you say that because the, the production notes from the DVD indicated that Dee Snyder was very impressed by the detective's performance, who was played by it. So there's a lot of people in this film that you guys will know now. Dee Snyder plays Captain Howdy, Linda Cardellini, Genevieve, who's the who's the girl on the cover whose face is sewn shot. Um, we've got Kevin Gage as the detective, and he actually played a white supremacist in Heat. And Dee Snyder saw him in Heat. I want to say Heat, whatever. <laughs> One of those movies. He was a white supremacist. And Dee Snyder was so impressed by him. He had to have him in this film. He didn't even have him read for the part. He should have. <laughs> according to the production. <laughs> this is according to the paragraphs okay, I was yeah, reading on the yeah. DVD. And I had uh, to keep clicking next. And Dan's like, what are you doing? I go, don't you remember this? <laughs> yeah, that reminds me. I used to have the Bride of Chucky DVD, like the old Universal DVD. It has the production oh notes like God. that. Right? Yeah. Clicker. I know you're going to read each little paragraph. and I go, <laughs> Are you looking around your DVD for Easter eggs? Like if you keep hitting your arrows, maybe it will be like some little, some crazy thing will highlight and you'll get to some like deleted scene you couldn't see. Oh, well. well like give me something yeah i miss that actually i a weird but if you guys have the terror firmer dvd i know aid likes terror firmer but the coolest thing with that dvd is if you press 666 on your remote on the main menu the r-rated version of terror firmer plays and it's just lloyd kaufman reenacting the scenes it's the full movie but it's just lloyd kaufman going like ah, oh like when someone's getting the, the the fetus pulled out it's just him with a garbage like it's it's hilarious so this is a secret for you terror firmer dvd owners I missed that too. What was it? That's DVD was kind of DVDs weren't even around in '98, I think, when this. And they were like, sir, because I know Laserdisc was. I don't know if DVD had quite. Yeah, Laserdiscs were no, but DVDs were there. So it was between Laserdiscs and and DVD. Remember? Yeah. And you had to like pick, but if you didn't have either player, it didn't matter. So I was still rocking the VHS days. Yeah, Yeah. too. I don't think we we finally got a DVD player. I think in the early two thousands, probably. Yeah, like I think I was like almost in high school by the time we got a DVD player. It was a DVD player slash VHS player. Because yeah. We have all these VHS. Like, why would we not? You know. In yeah. fact, I think we still have because Dan still has a Dan still has a fucking Blu-ray player from back in the day. It's bigger than a goddamn VCR. <laughs> and I go, why is this alive in this house? Like, I don't even understand. <laughs> Um, but anyways, so, but Robert England is in there. Elizabeth Pena plays the mom. And then we have Robert England, who is the, I guess the town. I, I don't even know what the fuck he is. Like, it's so he's weird. like the good old boy. That's really what yeah, he is. He's like a proud boy in proud Colorado. Boy. And I, he was awful to his wife. He was just a very sleazy, disgusting character. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's like, bitch, go get me another beer. like Kind of like that. Yeah, that's what he was doing. But I I would take my chances with Captain Howdy because at least he gave them catheters so they could piss themselves if they needed to. I was, I was like, what is this about? And he's like, all you gotta do is put the bedpan like in the cage with him. But he was very polite. So I'm gonna give you a catheter so I can lead this piss all the way to this thing because you don't want me sitting in that. <laughs> yeah, like he was, he was very thoughtful. So, so my what a thing sweet on this, guy, that that Captain Howdy. So my thing with this is like once Captain, like the midway point, not even midway. It's like twenty five minutes into the movie, they arrest. Um, you know, the detective finds his daughter, and they Wait, arrest first, Captain on. Howdy. First, so. they they invade one house, and it's actually an old man having sex with his oh, wife. Oh yeah, he, because like, as, hey. which which is the biggest proof we all know that a cab. You know, for police officers invading houses. They would have shot up those old ladies. That would man, that old lady at that point. Because no, they would have shot him up. But the crazy thing is here, uh, that's like My a little Bills. Silence of the Lambs spoof. It's like remember in Silence of the Lambs when they think they're going to uh, Buffalo Bill's house and it's the yeah. rock house, and yeah. this one is just like, oh, we open the door and it's two old couples fucking. Yeah. My Bills. My Bills. 
I know my pills, but and that see that comes around because he's his pills litter. But my thing is, is like so. G. Snyder was was influenced to to write this film on a, a couple of reasons. He wrote a child story about kids dying or something. I don't know. He he said he had his kid and he was very fucked up by having his child and he was very paranoid something would happen to his child. So he wrote this really fucked up children's tale. And then from there, this is from the production notes from the DVD. Uh, that is what I'm citing. <laughs> so from there, he went and did uh, all of the songs that he has for, I guess, Twisted Sister does an album on the Captain Howdy character. I don't know. I never heard it. Couldn't care less. <laughs> um, bless your heart, Deesner. Love you. Love you to death. And uh, from there, he started this film. So he said that he wanted to write the film centered around characters and he was inspired by Silence of the Lambs and Seven. Which I'm like, it seven came, shows. Yeah. I'm like, seven came out before this. <laughs> like, that was my first question. Did, did it, well, well, see, the thing is here, like, it, it could have had that effect. Now, if if my thing was with it being 1998, because I did see this movie years and years ago, I recall there being more like wide angle lenses and more of that. Uh, do you guys remember Colobos? I know you guys, yeah. you and Mikey yeah. talked about it on there, but the kind of like that weird camera shot where it's like the 90s kind of fringe Carrie too had it um yeah yeah you know, that that, very, that look yeah where it's, it's like everything aesthetic. looks like a Britney Spears music video or you know it's hard to explain but that was like the 90s this one had like a weird made for tv thing where there was so many like fade in fade out transitions you know what it, I mean to me this actually felt kind of like it felt like what to me what it was it felt like a direct video movie now I know it had a, a small theatrical release but I mean it, it for all intents and purposes I would say this is a direct video movie um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I enjoy a lot of direct video movies. I know they're not like uh, fantastic movies, but I kind of enjoy that, at least that aesthetic. Like it reminded me of movies like, like Mikey or, uh, you know, like the, the, the dentist movies are a lot of that. I enjoy a lot of fun. It reminded me of those kind of movies, but with like a late nineties new metal spin thrown on there. Um, and, uh, and of course, Silence of the Land was a huge inspiration for this one. You can tell. Uh, it just kind of seems like a guy was like, okay, I want to try this thing out. And it's obviously his first movie. Um, now he's a creative because he's in a band, but it's, it, it's, there's moments in this movie I do like, but it's still very much a, a, a like a rookie movie. Like, okay, you got one in you. Let's see what you got anything else better. Cause apparently he's actually directing a movie right now. I saw that recently. I was doing some research. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's very ambitious. Like you said, it's his first film. He, he's really trying. I think he's trying, and yes, a lot of his speeches were quotes actually from, and I wrote this down somewhere, a lot of the shit that he was saying were actually quoted from um, Fakir Musafar, the father of the modern primitive movement. So it sounds really stupid when he's saying it, because it's the way that he's saying it. Like, I don't think that Dee Snyder necessarily is a good actor. Bless your heart, dear. You're not a good actor. Like, you could have been saying it a different way, but you were, he was preachy. And I, I, I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know because I, there's not a lot of research on this film, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he, he sounds kind of like a, uh, like an undergrad philosophy student half the time. So he just kind of keeps like, oh, everything I say is so deep and it's got so much meaning, you know? And he, and he, when he says that he's got to say it in the air like this, I'm like, he's always twisting up. and he's twisting his head back and forth the entire time. Yeah. And it's just like, I bet yeah. Cap yeah, I bet Captain Howdy would have a hell of a time on 4chan now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Really well, what it is. But the, that's what I'm thinking. Like, he's being very theatrical. He's being very, you know, it's not the aesthetic of this character. Like, if you're going to play, I honestly would really love if they remade this film and did it right. Okay. You could set it back in the 90s and still use chat rooms and shit. But my thing is, is like, how stupid are these cops? Like, the father knew the whole time. Even the niece was saying, oh, well, you know, we go on chat rooms, we meet guys. And then only after how many days he finally starts looking at the, the internet. And it's I'm like, like, after two days or something. That, like, oh. that should have been your first fucking clue. Like, get the fuck on the internet and find out what the fuck she was doing before she left. Like, yeah. I don't understand, but you know, again, this was the time. I don't know if people really thought that. I don't know. Like, I it's, mean, or like when his daughter Kate didn't come home the next night, it was like, oh, okay, she's fine. She didn't come home last night. Everything's fine. Who cares? Probably with a friend. Now the wife was weird too. <laughs> like, there's a scene later on when uh, 
you know, like like they get saved and she, the, the daughter's like PTSD and a nightmare. But the, the mom's fucking laughing at the daughter. Did you catch yeah. that or was it just me? I didn't, I didn't see that, but I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it was a weird dynamic because the mom knew that the father doesn't give a shit or she was saying that he's just a robot. And, and it was like, I, so they kept making a big deal about like, uh, I guess you didn't tell your mom that I did this. Were they talking about he had sex with Linda Cardellini's character? Is that what the whole mystery was at some point? They kept like alluding to it. Um, no, he says it at the end. He's like, this is how your daughter felt when I was inside of her. Yeah, and when he's talking, when he's giving that guy a Prince Albert, he's like, I've got one too. I don't get any complaints. And he looks over at Linda Cardellini. I was like, oh, okay. So I guess they had sex. I don't know. No, I think I think he was penetrating her uh, via needles and things of that nature. Oh. Okay. I don't, I, that, I, that's what I was taking it from. Because do you remember, I haven't seen it yet, but there's a movie with Richard Brake. It's basically the same thing where he kidnaps a girl and he it's the tattooist i think right yeah the tattoo he just tattoos her from head to toe he modifies her entire body but he's still violating her he's still penetrating sure yeah um but the not with his penis but with needles so that's what but that's the thing is that this movie doesn't know how to differentiate or or to articulate this well enough yeah And and that's where it falls flat oh yeah for sure um, like, there's so many good things about this movie and so many things that it, it could have done better but it doesn't right so or like when he's like a, i guess when he's got all these people in his house that he's just torturing are they is he letting them go or is he just killing them this doesn't seem to really kill anybody he just sort of tortures them a little bit yeah so apparently he kidnapped all those kids the only one who dies is linda cardellini's friend because remember they find her in the trunk and they even say well you know he didn't do anything really to her he nothing to kill her but she had a congenital heart defect yeah so because of that she had a heart attack when she's being and they're like she's being tortured now yes they're being tortured but i want to i want to i'm not saying that they're not being tortured they are yeah people pay good money on craigslist for stuff like this i'm saying getting pierced does it hurts but it's not well he is sewing their mouths shut oh yeah that would suck i guess yeah and he, or he's keeping that one guy, Prince Albert, against his will. I mean, that's going to be very uncomfortable. I um, would assume I don't have a penis. But I don't I either. <laughs> but it, um, it doesn't look very pleasant. From I haven't seen any in person. It wasn't I've seen even like, a prince. Was it a prince? I don't know what he called it. It was something that was right between. Yeah, it was in the head of the penis. I don't know. And he was like, oh, it, if I get this, then oh, it's going to get, it's really going to bleed. Okay. It, I was, like, it bleeds so bad and it's so spongy. And he was like, women in Borneo won't even have sex with somebody who doesn't have this piercing. I was like, well, I'm not in Borneo, but like, like, oh, I wonder what that would feel like. Anyways, I, I would never get my dick tat or not tattooed. Uh, well, I wouldn't get my dick tattooed. I was about to here. say, but you would get it tattooed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this way up. I mean, I knew a guy who had a piercing. But people say that if you get a piercing on it, like you don't feel anything. I guess it's kind of fleshy, but I don't have any piercings or tattoos, so I don't have any. Like, I don't know. Um, but or, or no, like like once you do that, it takes away the feeling out of your your thing. Okay. Oh, I bet if you get your dick pierced, yeah, that's like. Uh, and girls say the same thing if they get their clit pierced, like they lose like their. You lose your feeling. I don't. I mean, then I don't know. Then why do? I'm not having anybody pierce my clit. I'm good. Like <laughs> I don't like piercing. I I will get tattoos all day long. I hate piercings. So you that don't was... want to have. You don't have like the snake bites in the cheeks. You don't want to have no, any of those, or no? I just have, I have my ears pierced. I got them done when I was um, a month old, so I don't even remember. My mom took me to get them done when I was a baby, Jeez. and then I have my belly button pierced, and that took forever to heal. Like I could squeeze it, like all this pus that comes. I, I remember, out. I remember so when girls fun. in high school would get there, and that would always happen to them. They would always be in class, like watch it, watch, watch, and like squeeze it. it. We yeah. used to call it the jizz, and it would just like. <laughs> well you hire a sister when she got she didn't it was the weirdest thing she pierced the side of her rib and i'm like why would you pierce that with the with the long piece and for the longest time it wouldn't heal and i thought for a second her intestines were falling out like that's what it looked like like you could see it was so bad i would never pierce the side and you could do dermals and stuff like that dermals like your body eventually rejects it so that's why people lose their piercings over time like I can even feel my belly button here. I still have it because I feel like I need it because it makes me look thinner. I don't know why, but like it, 
my body's rejecting it. Eventually, it's just going to push itself out and be gone. So that's the same thing with your high-res sister's rib. And it's going to be the same thing. Like, your body, like, kind of pushes it out, right? Like, Ugh. that's why you're... I, I don't know. I just... I'm not big into piercings. And so when I'm watching him do the piercings, I'm like, uh, I don't When he know, pierces but... his forearm, but he's at least got his gloves on, so he doesn't want to get infection. So he's a very nice guy. He's very I, conscientious. I thought he was doing this he is. get his Cheeto-stained fingers on the keyboard. <laughs> well, that's he's, what I'm he's got fucking surgical gloves. I'm like, motherfucker, you got all these kids strung up in them. And that's the thing, too, because it's like, okay, some people are into that. Like, you're okay, you're into the BDSM, so you're into that. Like, I mean, some of it didn't look too bad. Like, I feel like like, well, there was one or two of them having a good time but like <laughs> like putting her in the cage and then having all the catheters and then my but the, one of the best parts was when he grabbed the bedpan and slaps <laughs> him over the face and he's like he's like i don't feel pain and i want to die and that's the secret to living is that when you want to die you feel no pain and then he the detective just splashes him with the with the piss and he's like and he like, and just puts that sock in his mouth I'm like oh where's that sock being whose sock is this and, and i hate that i hate it when people in movies put stuff in people's mouths to quiet them because like you can't just like spit it out of your mouth yeah like, i was watching into <laughs> why would you just spit it out and just start talking again like why are you like oh i can't talk anymore <laughs> like just spit it the fuck out and speak i don't understand that so. like, like captain howdy we know it's killing you not to speak right now just spit that sock out <laughs> or when they when, he, when they uh, they're at that Zabalba for the first time and that band's playing that awful <laughs> song it was like a pretty boy that, with a gun oh it, god and then he's like in the it's back it's on the soundtrack yeah <laughs> oh, I, I googled it I listened to it it's bad the band's name oh, is Vile so. I was like ugh okay um, like that soundtrack so I I, I don't know well, finish your thoughts we're gonna have to delve into the soundtrack yeah <laughs> When he was, when that guy was like, he was like hanging from chains in the back of Zabalba, and that guy like wakes him up or something, was like, I was dying. And he like almost like he starts beating that guy up. I was like, what, what is going on here? I was <laughs> transcending and you stopped me, you piece of shit. And he just like, so he's like, I'm sorry, master. And he's like getting slapped and beat the shit out of you. Look, I, like, I, I thought that's what you would like. Yeah. <laughs> So he's got a cult following, you know? But yeah, I I guess, again, that was like the modern primitive. I don't know. Like he he wanted to be on the verge of death. And it sort of reminded me of Martyrs in a way too. But Martyrs comes after this. My thing is, is that there's a lot of good ideas that he has, but nothing is ever really fully fleshed out or we understand it enough. And that's the problem. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good 90s movie. It's a good new metal movie. Like, I don't expect a lot from The Queen of the Damned. I fucking love that movie. But- I know I'm not going to expect like scholarly things from it, right? So it is, I like, I accept it for what it is. My thing is with this one is that there's so much culture to be highlighted, especially with what he's trying to convey. And they give him these, or he, he wrote this. He has these stupid fucking lines. He delivers them horribly. It, it sort of vilifies people who look like that. Because I know what they're trying to say at the end of the day. Because remember, he's he's rehabilitated. They for let like, him go. For like five minutes, he's re- rehabilitated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and the only thing that rehabilitated him were the pills. Like, it wasn't him. It was yeah. hilarious. So, like, as soon as he, like, gets off the plane, or not, when he falls off from being hanged, like, within five minutes, he's, like, shaved his head, dyed it, all his tattoos and his piercings are back. And I was like, that was quick. And he's what? out murdering people again. He's like, he's like, what a rush. <laughs> what a rush. <laughs> He like, like the, myself yeah, and he looks exactly like the trickster from a uh, brain scan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's a little reference for you. Well, yeah. the funny thing is, I thought he looked scarier as the uh, um, uh, Ned Flanders looking motherfucker. So, like, oh my he, god, how creepy like a, was that? Yeah, he's in the, he looks like uh, Marilyn Manson, like in, in if he dressed up like a church guy. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. I, I, I have been rehabilitated and I see the light at the end of the rainbow. What a beautiful town this is. It is beautiful. But yeah, Marilyn Manson's on the soundtrack. And so, like, I think that I think it's like the movie tries too hard to be so alternative because you remember and Jason, you I mean, and I and I only talked to Jason. Duck, I'm not excluding you. Oh, no, no. Jason, Jason and I are a little bit older, so we remember this a little bit better. But do you remember being that age when Marilyn Manson was like a big thing and it was such a controversy 
so oh yeah he was absolutely like, like the scariest thing ever you know um, oh my god and the only, only thing he was doing was saying the alice cooper did in the 70s or twisted sister did in the 80s it's just shocker he's just saying everything he could to get a rise out of you know middle america which worked like <laughs> i mean eminem right. and then after that eminem did the same thing and then i guess now it's like some of these like hardcore sort of metal bands i'm not they're like horror bands i guess um but oh, i mean yeah i guess ice be... kills is upsetting the masses yeah exactly <laughs> but see it's, it's a little bit different because bands aren't quite in the zeitgeist that they used to be in the 90s like you can't really be a Marilyn Manson type where you're upsetting everybody now because yeah. there's just so much everywhere because it's just music nobody's going to sell a million it's hard for you might even sell a million records now like just it's just how it is and nobody cares about music and everybody goes on like immediately like it's the flavor of the week now um yeah. so it's hard to be like a big shot that have these kind of culture of zeitgeist like uh, rock bands had back in those days like Foo Fighters maybe do it but it, they've been a band since the 90s I guess Metallica's yeah. new record will probably be huge, but that's just because it's Metallica. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, and, and even Metallica, I think, is has, has seen their day. Because, like, and the, my thing is, it's like, I've never been a Metallica fan. Like, I love metal, but Metallica, I always feel, it's just like, it's just never cared for it. So no. it's like, you know, we actually had tickets. We damn paid all this money for tickets years ago to go see them. But the only reason we were going was because Avenged Sevenfold was playing right before them. <laughs> And then after they were finished, Dan's like, I'm ready to go home. And we had just got Stella. And I was like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I don't need to see Metallica. I'm good. Like, I know all their songs. I've heard them in the radio 50,000 times. I I see um, what's his face running around downtown Rodeo Drive. And my thing is like, yes, I want you to be successful. But it is so not metal to be running down Rodeo Drive with a Chanel bag hanging on your shoulder. Like, come on. It was Coco before Chanel. At least stop being an idiot. Come on, Hetfield. Anyways, <laughs> so my thing is, is like, that's the problem with this movie. So I really feel like if we took it back, if we took a step back and tried to like maybe isolate some of the things that made the 90s the 90s, like this would be the perfect movie. I don't think it's bad. I like the, and you know, I love the soundtrack. Yeah. It's, soundtrack is horrible, but head PEs on it. We got head PE, we got Megan. Cole Chamber, uh, and Tara you- before they were racist. Um. <laughs> well, well Abe, you have this CD in your car. How long have you had that CD for? So I stole the CD, and everyone should know this. I stole the CD from my ex-husband like 10 years ago. And I put it in the car, and I never gave it back. So I'm gonna, this is the one thing I'm going to take from the divorce. I mean, he's got a bunch of shit in mind. Like, don't even don't get me wrong. A lot of our horror stuff he kept. Do so you think he's going to message now, you sure. after this one and say, hey, Ada, I need my uh, Strangeland soundtrack CD back? It doesn't. Yeah, did yeah. I tell you I ran into him physically, ran into him on Saturday? D- didn't you say yeah. he got fat? Yeah, oh, he's fat as fuck. I Maybe mean, it looks like, because I looked amazing. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you go ahead and get fat, dear. And here's your Strangeland CD back. It's a little scratched. A little scratched. <laughs> You're gonna pay for that in the alimony payment. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you've yeah, still got Spotify. <laughs> I know, but I'm thinking to myself, like I never listened to it until we were doing this episode this week, and I go, "This is horrible." <laughs> Dude, soundtracks used to be big business back in the day. I remember I've got like a uh, there was a band I was a, a grunge band they're talking about. Like, yeah, they paid me two hundred thousand dollars to do one song for a compilation CD for uh, mm-hmm. singles. Y'all remember that movie with Matt Dillon and Bridget Fonda? I remember oh, that. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, the, yeah. I remember I got this, and the guy from Mud Honey was like, literally the uh, label in the studio said that we will give you $200,000 to do one song for this album. And he was like, that paid for my house. That one song paid for my house. Well, they can't and, pay for your house nowadays. No. No. Probably not in Seattle. Not anywhere. Okay? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, maybe in the sticks. But, like, I, I just think it, it's, it's just amazing, like, how music was so intrinsic towards filmmaking, especially in the 90s that type of rock music or grunge or whatever it was and new metal was so important like jonathan davis having this entire soundtrack built around queen of the damned and i only go back to that because it's like my biggest example i can think of but even creed with halloween h2o or free versus jason soundtrack remember that was huge yes <laughs> and that those were the bands and like that's why i say like all of these films are such like good time capsules because I love that music. I will still go listen to that music. I don't care. 
Um, I have a lot of new metal on my running soundtrack or my running playlist when I go running. So I don't care. Yeah, um, even movies that didn't even need a soundtrack, like in the 90s, like they were like, oh, soundtracks are the biggest thing. Because I remember my dad used to play the Cool World soundtrack and it had like, uh, you know, ministry on there. It had like club music, Pet Shop Boys. I'm like, holy shit, they just threw everything in the kitchen singing these compilation soundtracks. Yeah, and we're not going to get that again. And so that's why I think I'm, I was really happy that Cam had suggested Strangeland because, and, and mind you, I remember nothing. I have seen this movie before because, again, it's one of my ex-husband's favorite movies. So I know I'd seen it. I watched it with him. But, um, and I stole the soundtrack from him. But I never really, like, when I rewatched it yesterday, I was like, I don't remember any of this. Like, what the fuck happened? So it wasn't one of those that I, I put on repeat, but I knew that I liked it when I'd seen it. And so, you know, it was just one of those things like, and if you think back, the only competition that month that would have done anything to de- to, to its detriment was Bread of Chucky. <laughs> which was which, big at the time. I remember that. Sure were. Yeah. Oh my God. I watched, we watched Bride of Chucky when it came out. My friends bootlegged it. It was on television all the time too. Yeah. So good. That's like my favorite movie. And uh, Vam- John Carpenter's Vampires, which my oh. mom took me to the movie theater to go see. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, isn't I saw it. they called there. the priest a cocksucker in that movie? Yes. <laughs> my mom loved it. She took me to see all this shit. So, you know, I guess she wanted to see James Woods. Who knows? Yeah. And then, of course, there was a, a Phantasm for Oblivion, but I Ooh, haven't seen I've only seen part one. one. I've never seen all of them. Phantasm 2 is really good. Part 4 is not good. Um, um, but yeah, no, the rest of the year, we had Ringu, we had The Faculty, Deep Rising, Halloween H2O, Phantom Sphere. I, well, speaking of Halloween H2O, I still know what you did last yeah. summer, Disturbing Behavior, App Pupils, Psycho Remake, Children of the Corn Part 5 with Ava Mendez. Sometimes they come back. Species 2, Godzilla with Matthew Broderick, Practical Magic Blade, Fallen and Hush. So 98 was a hodgepodge of, of a mess. <laughs> we're going to talk about our genre. So having Strangeland, I don't think it was that big of a, a stretch. Well, it probably made its money at Blockbuster because I, I I strongly remember seeing sure. this everywhere in all the Blockbusters. Yeah, I, I remember it was all over all the video stores I went to. This movie, it's... I tease. It's not a good movie. I don't think anybody's really accusing it of being a good movie. They say it's kind of a fun movie, and I, I got some enjoyment out of it for sure. But it's certainly like somebody should have helped D. Snyder write this movie, and they probably should have given his role to somebody else too. Um, now he did look big and intimidating for in this for his role. I mean, that's that that part worked the size, but as far as the acting was a bit, he he just wasn't there yet. Um, and also when they burned him in the final, that was clearly a, somebody in like a fat suit. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. That was pretty bad, yeah. All right. Well, Doc, what did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I seen this years ago, I think on VHS. Um, I remember it involved, uh, you know, uh, I, I, but for some reason, I remember it being much more like Colobos or like that 90s wide angle lens where it looked like Carrie 2. Like, it's just that look. And when I watched it, I'm like, this is kind of... I would be fooled that this wasn't a 98 movie. It felt like something that would be on TV because of those weird transitions that it, or the generic transitions that it uses. I wish it was more of a time capsule where it was stuck in the 90s. Like it had that look. It had that. It's hard to explain like a, like a 90s music video like that. But but I enjoyed it. I, I recommend it to people, especially if you want to see D. Snyder, uh, you know, quote uh, soliloquies constantly and say, I was transitioning. Rocking his fucking head around. I know, bless his heart. Like he tried. He's he was very ambitious with this, and I really think that he's really proud of it. I don't know. I haven't talked to. I don't know D. Snyder, but I assume he's very proud of this movie. So, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say. Well, if anything comes from this movie, I mean the 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 poster is pretty iconic because, like I said, that that poster. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have uh, memories of seeing this poster and kind of scaring them. Yeah, that that poster was horrifying. Like it was, in fact, it was one of the reasons I never picked it up because I thought it was so scary. And I think, I think that the idea of kidnapping children as a high school teacher, these kids are my kids, right? My kids being kidnapped and tortured this way, I think, you know, obviously gets to me as an adult. Um, but as far as like 
the aesthetic. I remember it be. I thought it was more. Uh, I guess I thought it was more gore. Like there was more gore with this yeah. film, but there really isn't. They cut away from a lot of the penetration shots. So when you want to see anybody getting really stuck with anything, they always cut away. And it's always the same shot shown again if it does go into the skin. So they clearly, they had a budget, but they didn't use the budget for the effects. And I think that, that that's the issue. Like, you're going to have this kind of movie. You've got to see the gore. This could have been a really good torture porn. But it teeters on that, in my opinion. Sure teeters on that so <laughs> whatever yeah anyway uh, so we're coming up at the end of the hour and i know you have a baby jason so we gotta yeah. give it <laughs> gotta go gotta go this is bedtime i gotta put on the bed so um doug where can we get our page well thank you cam for being our patreon member but if you want to be a patreon member doug where can we go Okay, you can go to Slashers Podcast at Patreon. Uh, you know, there's different tiers there you can join us. And you can do, a, uh, like when we do months like this, uh, where we do Patreon uh, recommendations, you'll get your you'll get called out here. We'll do an episode for you and do a whole movie. I think this episode's like an hour and a half, too. Feels like it. But uh, <laughs> there you go, Cam. We did Strangeland, and I hope uh, it, it uh, you know, fanned your nuts uh, or flicked your bean uh, to the enjoyment of like, ah, they're talking about Strangeland. Oh, I'm hot and bothered. Um, asking the glory of slashing the glory, glory. <laughs> but uh right. yeah so, so check it check it out and then we have a red bubble as well too so Jason, where's our red bubble uh it's going to be red bubble at or www.redbubble.com slash slashers pod and it's really all slashers pod apparently jay was talking about last time I was like yeah, i got in early on slashers pod it's just everything <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah the, the, there's so much on there so whatever you guys want whatever kind of designs you like like go on there and see what you want like we got leggings we got skirts we got the clocks we got bedspreads i mean we just opened it up i did yeah captain whatever. howdy tattoos captain howdy piercings we name it yeah Prince Albert's. podcast butter Albert's. We yeah got clit, we got clip piercings we got it all we got yeah put the good show on anything so have a good time <laughs> with that <laughs> So, um, but yeah, no, we have a lot going on and, you know, Trash Juice is now streaming on Amazon. So if you guys want to watch Trash Juice, it's Doug's cinematic masterpiece. With all and the we, goons here. Yeah. And yeah. all the, all of our goons, all of us are in it. So I think it's like a really good, fun, fun thing to, to like be able to see uh, streaming on any platform. So if you guys want to go ahead and rent that, please do so. Like support Doug. Support Friday Night Action with Doug. Support Center Terrors with Jake at, or Yahira or um, Grandpa Oak Cinema Woodtripper. And these are all available on B Movie TV on Roku. So if you have a Roku, go ahead and get your B Movie TV going and fan your nuts to that. So with that, I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. But I will have to say goodbye and good day. Goodbye. Thanks Bye. for listening.